Hello, my friends. You're listening to Repent and Believe podcast with Cynthia Smalls of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here we talk and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fast and God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How's everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You, beloved, are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, my brothers and sisters, listen, I cannot stress it enough about how we must distance ourselves from anything and all things that can and will defile you. We must cleanse ourselves from everything beloved that can defile your body and your spirit because now is the time in this present moment while we are still alive we have little time left to humble ourselves and come to God through the sacrifice made by Jesus for our sins. I'm pleading with you, beloved. Listen, those who have never heard the gospel, well, by God's grace, you are tuning in today. Today is the day of your salvation. When you hear the message of the gospel that Christ died for your sins, he died in your place so that you don't face the coming wrath of God. That's why you are tuning in today. You got to hear today's message. It can, by the grace of God, literally snatch you from hell's fire. And those who are in Christ Jesus, we all better listen up. The Lord is not playing with none of us. And if we go on just living lives Contrary to the word of God, no amount of false doctrine is going to save you on the day of judgment. Listen, when we draw our last breath, 
and our body dies, it will be too late to change our mind. The decision for where we will spend eternity is being made by each one of us every day that we live. Listen, if by the end of your life, you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it will be too late. It's going to be too late after death to change your mind. For it is appointed by God that each one of us have only one life to live in order to make a decision either for or against Jesus. And then after death, we will be judged based on that decision. Listen, Hebrews 9.27 And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. Amen. John 3.36 And he who believes in, has faith in, clings to, relies on the Son, has now, possesses eternal life. But whoever disobeys is unbelieving toward, refuses to trust in, disregards, is not subject to, the son will never experience life. But instead, the wrath of God abides on him. God's displeasure remains on him. His indignation hangs over him continually. Amen. So, beloved, now that I got that out of my belly, let's get grounded in some scripture before we get to the podcast today. Second Peter 3.8 Nevertheless, do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like one day. Praise the Lord. The Lord does not delay as though he were unable to act and is not slow about his promise as some count slowness, but is extraordinarily patient toward you, not wishing for any for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Amen. John fourteen, twenty three to twenty six, Jesus answered if anyone really loves me, he will keep my word, teaching, and my father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling place with him. One who does not really love me does not keep my words, and the word, teaching, which you hear is not mine, but is the Father's who sent me. I have told you these things while I am still with you, 
but the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, stand by the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things and he will help you remember everything that I have told you. Amen. Oh, beloved, we have help from heaven. We have the Father, we have the Son, and we have the Holy Spirit in one, teaching us about who he is. And he has not left us alone. He sent the Holy Spirit. Amen. Listen, James 4. Okay, I'm giving us these foundational scriptures for what we are about to get in today because it is all about putting away any contaminants, any defilements, any and all false doctrines and put away anyone who comes against the teachings and I'm I, and I'm talking about the rudiments. I'm not even talking about the deep things of God. I'm talking about the basic rudiments of Christ and the Father and the Holy Spirit. Just basics. So anyone that's coming against that, that is someone we need not to give our attention to. Because we need to be focused on the word and eternity. Because at the end of the day, many people are going to come and go. It is only us individually that will stand before the Lord Jesus Christ to give an account for the life we lived in Christ. And based on that, what we have done will be tried by fire. When we stand before the Lord Jesus Christ at the judgment seat of Christ, it is not to answer for sin, but how we lived. What did we do with this born again life that we have been so graciously given? What did we do? Did we follow behind mere mortals and uplifted their teachings over the actual teachings and doctrines of Jesus Christ? To whom did we really follow? All of that will be tried. So this is so not the hour to be going back and forth over what has been clearly and and plainly stated in the scriptures now if you don't want to believe Jesus because his teachings is hard to understand and rather trying to come up with your own interpretations about his teachings, you rather go to a mere mortal to get understanding. And let me assure you, these mortals 
who twist and misinterpret his, his teachings, you're going to be led astray. You don't have to take my word for it. Because this has been going on since the beginning of church history. You have men and women of corrupt minds who are deprived of the truth. Paul says that they are depraved in their minds. They will always come against the teachings of Jesus Christ. They do not come from Christ. They come from the other kingdom to cause division within the body of Christ. And depending on where you are actually seated in Christ, because some of us are not firmly rooted and grounded in Christ. We are barely hanging on. And but because we are so distracted by the world, we want Jesus and then we want the world and we and we don't want to live all the way right. So we will heap upon ourselves teachers, false ones, because we are running after our own passions and lust. We will rather adhere and ascribe to teachings that do not line up with the word of God. Listen, I'm the first to raise my hand. The word of God is hard to understand. We don't have on this side of glory, we don't have the full, complete understanding of the ways and thoughts of holy God. How can we understand the mind of God still in these earthly body suits? So what we read in the Bible, we got to trust all of it, even the parts we don't fully understand. But that don't mean because we don't understand it that we run off and come up with our own doctrines, our own understandings to fill in the blanks. Just because you don't understand the full teachings of Jesus Christ and the Father doesn't make what the Bible says untrue. James 4. James chapter 4. Listen, things to avoid. Because we are looking at today those things we must not any longer allow to defy to defile us. And glory be to his name. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that we have the Father's word on how his children ought to live now that we are born again. So James 4, starting in verse 1, what leads to the unending quarrels and conflicts among you? Do they not come from your hedonistic desires that wage war in your bodily members fighting for control over you? You are jealous and covet and covet what others have and your lust goes unfulfilled. So you murder 
You are envious and cannot obtain the object of your envy, so you fight and battle. You do not have because you do not ask it of God. You ask God for something and do not receive it because you ask with wrong motives, out of selfishness, or with an unrighteous agenda, so that when you get what you want, you may spend it on your hedonistic desires. You adulteresses, disloyal sinners, flirting with the world and breaking your vow to God. Do you not know that being the world's friend, that is loving the things of the world, is being God's enemy? So whoever chooses to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Amen. Or do you think that, or do you think that the scripture says to no purpose that the human spirit which he has made to dwell in us lust with envy, but he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and our gratitude for our salvation. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud and haughty, but continually gives the gift of grace to the humble who turn away from self-righteousness. And then we have verse seven, beloved. So, Submit to the authority of God, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. Come close to God with a contrite heart, and he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your unfaithful hearts, you double-minded people. Be miserable and grieve and weep over your sin. Let your foolish laughter be turned to mourning and your reckless joy to gloom. Verse 10, humble yourselves with an attitude of repentance and insignificance in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. He will lift you up. He will give you purpose. Amen. Listen, finish out the rest of that because it only goes to verse 17 because we got to understand what, what James is, yeah, what James is getting at. He's, he's getting at what he's talking about down here. Where it says it at? Uh-huh. Verse 14. Yet you do not know the least thing about what may happen in your life tomorrow. What is secure in your life. You are merely a vapor. Like a puff of smoke or a whiffs of steam from a cooking pot that is visible for a little while and then vanishes into thin air. 
Amen. Beloved, we only got about that much time left in the earth. And we cannot spend it in willful sin. What else I want to give you all? Romans. Romans 2, 5 through 11. Listen. Okay, because this is the situation at hand. And as you can already tell, I am amped up. I I am... I am amped up because some of us are not getting it. You got to understand Christ Jesus is on his way back and he's not coming back to pass out hugs. He's coming in holy righteousness to judge the world. All of this church games and people running from this one to that one trying to understand who God is. And he tells us exactly who he is in his word, but people don't want to go to his word. They'd rather be spoon-fed, twisted, taken out of context scriptures. That's what most people want. They They want to be told only what their tickling ears want to hear. They want to hear about how they have eternal life and that you can live however you want to live. And they trust, no, not me, trust what the Bible said because Paul called it. He said a time is coming if we aren't already here. But a time is coming when people, what people, the church, the people in the church will not any longer put up with sound doctrine. Believe it or not, beloved, people in the body of Christ, it has been already prophesied. They would no longer endure the sound wholesome doctrines of Jesus Christ, but would what? Rather heap upon themselves a bunch of wolves in sheep's clothing, men and women who have absolutely no understanding of the word of God. But these are they. These are they that want to tell others that those who have understanding of the word of God, they don't know what they're talking about. The only reason why some know what they are talking about is because they are in the actual word of God to find out what he says. And all we do is repeat what he says. Listen, we got a bunch of interpretations, our own understandings, our own take about certain things Jesus says, but that goes out the window. We can sit back and we can debate and we can hash and we can even argue over what he has says said, but at the end of the day, what he said is going to stand over any opinion, 
over any intellect that we may have. That's why, by the grace of God, I just stick to the word here. I don't offer my opinion. I don't offer my personal insight and take on what I think, what he what he means. No, because see, that's how we get into trouble. Just stick to the word itself and whatever we don't understand and whatever is not clear, put it on the shelf and go in prayer to God and ask for wisdom and understanding on his word. But what we don't do is run to another mortal to get understanding because like a precious sister in the Lord has once said, man is liable to tell you anything. Romans 2, 5 through 11. But because of your callous stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you are deliberately storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. Listen to verse 6. He will pay back to each person according to his deeds, justly as his deeds deserve. To those who by persistence in doing good seek unseen but certain heavenly glory, honor and immortality he will give the gift of eternal life yeah to those who seek by persistence in doing good and seeking eternity heaven's glory and honor these are they to whom the Lord will give eternal life to, not to the ones who are boastfully claiming and demanding and decreeing and declaring, oh, I have eternal security. Well, says who? Because you are still living in willful sin. Well, well, I don't believe that sin. I know. And that's the problem. Because if, where's my bell? Okay, because some of us got to wake ourselves up. What God has deemed to be sin is sin. Verse 8, Ephesians, I mean, I'm sorry, Romans 2, verse 8. But for those who are selfishly ambitious and self-seeking and disobedient, to the truth, but responsive to wickedness, there will be wrath and indignation. There will be tribulation and anguish, tor torture and confinement for every human soul who does or permits evil to the Jew first, and also to the Greek, but glory and honor and inner peace will be given to everyone who habitually does good to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For God shows no partiality, no arbitrary favoritism. With him, one person is not more important than, than another. 
Amen. And you know what that means to me? That means we all can get it. Both the Jew and the Greek, we all can still get it. If we think for one moment that he is going to allow us to continue in our filth after Christ Jesus died, a horrific, bloody, brutal, violent, torturous, murderous death on our behalf. And you mean to tell me holy God is just okie doke with our willful wayward way of living after we have been brought out of the world okay i don't know about you but um here's here's wisdom talking psalm 119 verses 2 to 3 blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart they also do no iniquity they walk in his ways amen what else we got yeah psalm 119 again verse 35 make me walk in the path of your commandments for i delight in it amen that's the person. Mm-hmm. This, this mindset right here, this open prayer to holy God, to make me walk in the path of your commandments for I delight in it. Well, that's the one he's talking about. That he, Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's the one to whom he's talking about. He will give eternal life to this one right here. This individual who is in open prayer, asking the Lord, make me, make me walk in the path of your commandments for I delight in it. This individual is not about, oh, well, I'm once, once I'm saved, I'm always saved. Oh, I can live however I want. That's not the mindset of the individual who will receive eternal life talking about and boastfully de- de- oh, declaring and decreeing, oh, I have eternal life. Well, says who? Well, the bishop will see. Now, that's your problem. What else? What else wisdom is telling us today? Uh-huh. Yeah. Still over here in Psalm 119, verse 112. I have inclined my ear to perform your statutes forever, even to the end. Amen. See, this this individual right here, okay, who's to say that they fully understand everything that Jesus is teaching but because they they may not fully understand but this is the mindset I have inclined my heart to perform your statues forever even till the end this individual is completely on board 
on board, whether or not they fully understand everything, but what they are not going to do, they are not going to not incline their heart to perform his statues. They're going to do it anyway, whether they understand them fully or not, but they are inclined in their hearts. Oh, beloved, we all got to get to this place right here. Rather than fighting with God over his teachings, and because you don't understand, and because you refuse to sit long enough at the feet of Jesus and allow Holy Spirit to teach you something, you rather, you rather go out to anybody. It's like anybody that can make it more palatable for you to understand what you don't understand and rather just allowing time in prayer to get real biblical understanding, you rather fight with the brethren. Well, that's heresy. Well, that's not sound doctrine. Well, that's not what so-and-so said. Who cares about what so-and-so said? Have you tried that spirit? Huh? Have you tried the spirit, including me? Listen, try me. Try me to see whether or not I am of God. Listen, I am nobody special. Please do not take anything I say as if <clears throat> as if it is the gospel. What I am saying, I'm only repeating verbatim what the word has to say. Listen, I am just a willing vessel of the Lord. Whatever he puts in me to tell his people, well, that's what I'm talking about. Any personal opinions or thoughts or insight I may have, I don't bring that to the podcast. For what? I go to God in prayer about anything I don't understand. And I'm always asking, is there anything that I'm talking about that does not line up with your word? Please don't let my personal insight hinder what you have already laid forth. What else we got here? Revelation 22, 11 to 15. Because, beloved, at the end of the day, Lord Jesus will always have the final say. And he's, he's having the final say over here. Revelation 22, 11 to 15. Listen to the final say. Let the one who does wrong still do wrong. And the one who is filthy, vile, and pure still be filthy. And the one who is righteous, just, 
upright still be righteous and the one who is holy still be holy. Amen. Behold, I, Jesus, am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to each one according to the merit of his deeds, earthly works, faithfulness. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the eternal one. Blessed, happy, prosperous to be admired are those who wash their robes in the blood of Christ by believing and trusting in him, the righteous who do his commandments. Amen. Beloved, that's what it means to believe in Christ. Not not that you have mental ascension, but because you believe well, you do his commandments. Belief is obedience. If you believe he is your Lord and Savior, then whatever he says in his word, then we do it. Why? Because we believe in him and we trust him that he's not going to steer us in the wrong direction. He is not going to put us back on the broad way straight to a burning hell. He's not doing that. And so because we believe every jot and tittle of what he taught, then we do it. We obey it. Why? Because we believe in him. We believe every bit of what he has done for us on the cross. So in gratitude and appreciation for snatching our souls from hell's fire, then we follow We listen and we obey him. And whatever we don't understand of his teachings, we go to him to ask, explain it to us. Yes, Holy Spirit, did not his disciples do that? Each time is is recorded in the four gospels. Each and every time the disciples didn't understand what parable he gave, what teaching he gave, what did they do? They pulled him aside when it was all quiet and said and done, and they asked him to interpret and explain what he just taught because they didn't get it. They didn't get it, but they didn't go off and run to the Pharisees to get understanding of what he taught. No, they went straight to the source. So why shouldn't we go straight to the source? Lord Jesus, can you please explain to me, what did you mean in chapter and verse? Can you please explain it to me? And he will. He, he's not going to beat you upside the head talking about you, idiot. What do you mean you didn't understand and I made it clear? No, he's going to explain it. He wants us to have faith in what he said. That's why he, he often said to his disciples, you of little faith. 
We got to believe even when we don't fully understand. Because if you just hang in there, eventually understanding will come. Praise the Lord. So back over here. Revelation 22, verse 14, right? Blessed are those who wash their robes in the blood of Christ by believing and trusting in him, the righteous who do his commandments, so that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter by the gates into the city. Hallelujah. Outside. Here we go. Outside are the dogs, the godless, the impure, those of low moral character and the sorcerers with their intoxicating drugs and magic arts and the immoral persons, the perverted, the molesters and the adulterers and the murderers and the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices lying, deception, and cheating. Mm. Oh, Father, thank you for your mercy and your grace. Amen. So, beloved, what are we talking about today? Well, we are commanded to cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile your body and spirit. By the grace of God and the prompting of Holy Spirit, those scriptures that we just went over, they were, they were given to us, given to us today to keep us sober-minded, to be watchful, for we do have an adversary, the devil, who prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So say 1 Peter 5, 8. Holy God, our Father, has given us his wisdom written down in the scriptures. This is why he wants us to know this, this is what he has written this is what he wants us to know on this side of glory. And it is to our spiritual maturity and development and sanctification that we heed to his instructions. What we got here? Oh, 2 Corinthians 7, 1. Okay. Because this is where today's heartbeat is coming from 2 Corinthians 7 1. Therefore, Paul was saying, therefore, since we have these great and wonderful promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, completing holiness, living a consecrated life, a life set apart for God's purpose in the fear of God. Amen. And that's a whole nother lesson for another day, the fear of the Lord. Because many in the body of Christ really don't have the fear of the Lord. You want to know why? Because the gospel has been so watered down 
to relegate Holy God as grandfather, giving out Easter baskets and um, chocolate-covered bunnies and passing out Christmas Day gifts. That he he is painted as only just love, 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 love. And that he will he would never send anybody to a burning hell. Because at the end of the day, God is love. The problem is, most ain't preaching the full counsel of God. Yes, he is love, but he is also a God of justice and wrath. Least we all forget. So, since we have these great and wonderful promises from the Lord, we live differently. Because Paul was saying right here, 2 Corinthians 7 1, Paul is talking about anything that casts a shadow on Christian purity must be renounced. So this isn't legalism because I already hear it. So you mean tell me that what Christ has did, what Christ has done on the cross wasn't sufficient enough that we actually have to do works in order to be saved? You need to go sit down. You, you need to go and sit down somewhere Ain't nobody talking about a work-based salvation. We talking about what the Bible is talking about. Now that we are in Christ, well, we live differently. We don't go on willfully and deliberately, blatantly sinning. We don't make it a practice to live a life that is characterized by sin. So we are... We are exhorted to live clean and holy. That's not legalism. That's called living a life of obedience. You ought to try it sometime. Rather than screaming, oh, well, you know what? Well, that's legalism. Do you even know what legalism is? Because many who cry legalism is coming against living obediently. Legalism is teaching under those 613 laws of Moses that you must keep the law in order to be justified. Has anyone ever heard me teach anything about the law that we got to stick to that rather than what Christ has done? So don't come on this podcast with the high-sounding nonsense about someone being a heretic or a legalist. I don't even know how to be a legalist, even, even if I try to. I'm only being obedient to the teachings of Jesus Christ and his apostles. Now that he has gone to the cross, we stick in there. Right there, not the Old Testament, because the Old Testament was not even given to us Gentiles in the first place. So why would we even teach anything about the law? The law was given to ancient Israel only. Only. Told you. I'm amped up.
back over here to 2 Corinthians 7, 1, because again, Paul is teaching us by the Holy Spirit that anything that comes against our, our if you want to say Christian, moral values, it must be renounced. Mm-hmm. So again, this isn't legalism, but a diligent determination to display the character of Christ in word and deed. That's what we're talking about over here. Listen. I think I just about done heard it all. I know I haven't heard it all, but I have heard a lot. Because the first thing folk love to say, well, that's impossible. That's impossible to live a life without sinning. Especially living in this pagan world, girl, it ain't possible. Because you mean to tell me you don't sin? We all sin. Told you, I, I heard. I just about heard it all. I heard a lot of reasonings and justifications why it's not possible to live a life of obedience. When we have a whole chapter in the book of Hebrews, chapter eleven of men and women who actually did just that. Live in a pagan society filled with Satan worshipers, and yet they lived a life of faith and righteousness because they were believing God that one day he was going to send the Messiah. And they were banking on that to come. Us who lived looking back at the cross, well, we know he came. And thus, we live lives anticipating his second coming. 2 Peter 3, 11 tells us how we ought to live as we await his second coming in godliness and holiness. Golly conduct. Yeah, that, that's not legalism. That's not being self-righteous, so stop it. That's living life like you got some spiritual maturity about yourselves. Yes, I'm coming on hard today. You want to know why? I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm so tired of professing Christians claiming they know more than God. Because that's, that's what it is. Because your fight is not with me. Your, your angst is not with me. It's against Jesus. You don't believe what he said. And so you come after anybody, anyone that's sticking with Jesus. No, I don't even proclaim to know it all because I don't. I've only begun to scratch the surface. What I do know, though, with certainty, 
that the Christ through Paul said over here in 2 Timothy 2.19 let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity that's what I know for sure for sure and that's the angle if you will that's the vein if you will that I'm coming from with this podcast because I didn't just wake up one day and say, you know what? I'm a I'm gonna start me a podcast. No. <laughs> the Lord Jesus Christ gave me this commission. He told me how to go and 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 preach his word. And and he gives us inspirational godly thoughts on how to get the word out, whether it be literally in the streets, which I have, or on, because we live in in the 21st century, and we have various platforms that has the potential to reach people around the world. Social media, podcast, online the internet yes it is used for a lot of evil but is also being used for a lot of good how else are we going to preach the gospel around the world we all can't afford flights out of here to touch down in every country the lord has made this mode of mass communication available so we take full advantage of it if listen if you don't like what i'm talking about you don't gotta listen you know what (laughs) beloved please hear me if you don't agree with someone's whatever teaching or their point you don't got to listen. Why even waste your time to to send negative comments? Why? Why? Well, because I, I, I want to set her straight. I want to set him straight. Okay, but it's not going to move me. It's not. I appreciate each and every comment, whatever. I do. At least I know you are listening. <laughs> you may not agree, but you were listening. Anyway, back over here, right? What was I? What was I talking about? Oh, 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 oh! Right about how people are saying it's impossible. It's impossible to live an obedient life in Christ while still living in this world. Well, we know it's it's doable because people ask, well, how is this done? Because we do live among the pagans. We know we live in a world, right? That is completely manipulated by Satan and those who reject Jesus Christ are in their deceived estimation having themselves one great big old party and these are they whom we live who we live amongst 
They are living their best sinful life now. But the idea, okay, what Paul is saying up in 2 Corinthians 7, 1, when he's telling us to cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates the body and that for us to live a consecrated life. Because see, that's what holiness is. It's not whatever these others are talking about, you know, holiness. Oh, that means that you you hate anything good and you just pious and self-righteous. That That's not what holiness is. Holiness is living a consecrated life, a life set apart for God's purpose. Living in the fear and admiration of the Lord. So... We live in this world, right, that is so manipulated and deceived by Satan. And we also live among sinners, right? That that whole group that we were once part of. But what Paul is talking about here, he's telling us we need to keep clear of We need to distance ourselves from anything that defiles. We cannot be part and parcel of this world's Luciferian Babylonian system that is going to hell in a handbasket. So contrary to popular thought, it is possible to be separated, to separate ourselves from those in the world. Now we know we are in this world among those who hate Jesus Christ. And we know we can't do anything about that until Christ returns. But while we are here, living in this world, We ain't got to be a part of it. We see this in the Old Testament. That we can actually be in the world and not of it. Because Daniel and his friends managed quite well to to thrive amidst the corruption and paganism of ancient Babylon without being spiritually defiled. And Paul similarly expected the Philippians to live blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom they were to shine as lights in the world. Amen. We see this in Philippians 2.15. So it is possible. To live as children of light amongst such great darkness. It's doable. Listen, you ain't got to sin just because the flesh is craving some temptation. You ain't got to give into it. So what? Our loins crave 
to indulge in sexual immorality. So what? Tell the flesh, no, we ain't going to hell today. We we ain't doing that today, flesh. No, absolutely not. Resist the devil. Say no. You say, you say no to anything and everything else. Well, say no to that. Listen. What Paul was talking about up there in um, 2 Corinthians 7, 1. He's, he's also talking about that we have a grace-empowered ability to bring holiness to completion. A process that he anticipated would only be consummated at the second coming of Christ Jesus. This, yes, Holy Spirit, this is about holding on until then. That in the meantime, in between time, we live holy and godly. We act like we do have some spiritual sense. We serve a God of love, justice, and righteousness. And he does not tolerate his children acting like we don't know who he is. And the, mm-hmm, yes, Holy Spirit, and the reason why some are acting out, because they truly don't know who the Father is. Because if you really knew who the Father is, you would stop it. You will stop it. That's why I love what 1 John 3, verses 1 to 3 is telling us, okay? See what an incredible quality of love the Father has shown to us, that we would be permitted to be named and called and counted the children of God, and so we are. For this reason, the world does not know us, because it did not know Him, Beloved, we are even here and now children of God, and it is not yet made clear what we will be after his coming. We know that when he comes and is revealed, we will, as his children, be like him because we will see him just as he is in all his glory. And everyone who, listen, and everyone who, who has this hope confidently placed in him, purifies himself, just as he is pure, holy, undefiled, guiltless. Amen. So I truly don't see what the problem is. Because the problem is those who, listen, those who are not truly abiding in Christ Jesus are not living holy. They are not living consecrated, set-apart lives unto God. They are not. This is why we see the kicking and the screaming and the, and the accusations being spewed forth. No one who is Living in darkness, don't like it when the lights come on. 
the lights of what? Living right and holy and clean in the sight of God. They don't, they don't like that. And it is, it, it is, if I can get it out, it is evident by what they have to say about it. Rather than go, that's right, sis, amen. Because I too, I saw that in the word and what you are talking about is on point with what the Lord has said. They are not agreeing with me. They are in, in agreement with thus saith the Lord and in their love for the brethren, they are giving us appreciation for actually teaching on the truth. Because for so long, they have heard what was not the truth. And because they now have the truth, well, well, they applaud, applaud those who are right on board with the Lord Jesus. They go, finally, finally, someone ain't talking about living our best life now when we are still living in sin, but that how God is going to bless us anyway. It, yes, Holy Spirit, you're right. It is like a breath of fresh air to, to tell someone, repent, you're going the wrong way, sis. Turn around, brother. That ain't it. That's not God. It's a breath of fresh air. And listen, a wise man will thank you. That's what Proverbs says. A wise man will thank you when cor when correction comes his way. Huh. But, but not the mocker. Woo, they will chew you up and spit you out. They will trample right over you. They will beat you up. Mm-hmm. What else I got for you all before? I let you go because beloved, listen, let no one deceive you. Let no one deceive you. Holiness is a good and and glorious thing because it makes our beholding the beauty of God. Hebrews 12, 14. I want to open this up. Hold on. Y'all just hold on. I want to, I want to open this up. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know it. Strive for peace with everyone. <clears throat> and for holiness without which no one will see the Lord. <clears throat> mm-hmm. No, you're not. It's not because I say so. It's because the Bible is telling us without holiness, uh-uh, no one is going to see the Lord. It is, what does Lord Jesus says over here in Matthew 5, 8? It is the pure, the pure in heart who ultimately see and enjoy, <clears throat> excuse me, and, <clears throat> and enjoy and revel in him. Yeah. Let's let's open that up. I mean, I mean, since we hear and all, right? Let's let's look at what the Lord is saying over here in Matthew 5 8. He's saying, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. How does the the amplify says it? 
say it. Blessed, anticipating God's presence spiritually mature are the pure in heart, those with integrity, moral courage, and godly character. For they, for they will see God. Amen. So you all can kick and scream and fight with yourself. Okay. We cannot let anyone deceive us. So before I let you go, I I, I just want to talk a little more about these precious promises because Paul was saying because not Paul. Yeah, Paul, because Paul was saying because of these precious promises, then we live a consecrated life. Well, what are those precious promises? Because that got to be the motivation. Because those precious promises that he's referring to are are noted at the close of chapter 6. So what were some of those, those promises? Well, we see God's assurance to us that he will make his dwelling in our midst, that he will walk among us and be our God, and that we shall forever be his people. And that he will welcome us to himself and will be our father, even as we are his sons and daughters. Amen. So, beloved, because of those precious promises, well, we respect him and we love him and we do live different than how we once lived before. Listen, we have been consecrated and set apart unto him who redeemed us and are and are already that holy temple in which the spirit abides. Amen. Study 2 Corinthians 6:16. We are the temple for God's holy spirit. God's temples do not live a life characterized by sin because we see in Galatians 5 24 to 25, well, it states, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature together with its passions and appetites. If we claim to live by the Holy Spirit, well, we must also walk by the Spirit with personal integrity godly character and moral courage our conduct and empowered by the holy spirit amen that's how we can do it this is how we can live a consecrated life holy spirit without him is not possible is not we can't do this based off of willpower because eventually we get tired and we're going to give up and we will give up. We need supernatural help from heaven. That's why the Lord Jesus prayed to the Father to send Holy Spirit. Listen, they are working in unison. Unison. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One God. We ain't, listen, 
we ain't talking about three separate gods because because I know there is many much chatter about the false doctrine of the Trinity. I'm not getting into that. I'm not because the Bible is clear. We see one God personified in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Scripture is unanimous. It speaks of him speaking of us. That is why, beloved, we listen to the voice of Lord Jesus. We have his word on holy living. That is why, who is this Paul over here in 1 Corinthians 10, 21? You cannot drink of, you, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Amen. Ephesians 5, 11, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Amen. Ephesians 4, 27, give no opportunity to the devil. See, beloved, if we just stick to the scriptures, it's telling us how to live in a world that is filled with darkness. You, you ain't got to give in to the darkness just because it is so pervasive. No, you stand firm. You continue to be children of light in a dark, perverted generation. Amen. 1 Thessalonians 5.22, abstain from every form of evil. Isaiah 5.20, woe to those who called evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Amen. Beloved, listen, we ain't got to worry about what the pagans are doing. Judgment is coming to those who call evil good and good evil we ain't got to worry about it listen ephesians 5 15 to 16 look carefully then how you walk not as unwise but as wise making the best use of the time why because the days are evil so we know <laughs> okay we know evil is all around us it don't mean we get sucked in. James 4, 7, I love it. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. The problem is no one seems to be, seems to be obeying James 4, 7. That, if you want to call a step-by-step, -step, a recipe on how to live in sanctification where the devil can't even lay a finger on you because you're not playing in his playground. You're not giving him opportunity. You're not indulged and still attached to this world of which the Bible says he is the prince of. What, what do you expect? supposed to be going on in this world where the Bible says he is the prince of the power of the air. Do you think righteousness would be dwelling in the world? No, because if it was, then the Lord would not saw fit to snatch us out 
of it. I love the Lord. So, beloved, I'm going to leave us with Ephesians chapter 4 because it says it perfectly. Verses 17 to 24. So, this I say and solemnly affirm together with the Lord as, as in his presence that you must no longer live as the unbelieving Gentiles live in the fertility of their minds and in the foolishness and emptiness of their souls. For their moral understanding is darkened. Mm-mm. And their reasoning is clouded. They are alienated and self-banished from the life of God with no share in it. This is because of the willful ignorance and spiritual blindness that is deep-seated within them because of the hardness and and incident. insensitivity of their heart and they the ungodly in their spiritual apathy having become callous and unfeeling have given themselves over as prey to unbridled sensuality eagerly craving the practice of every kind of impurity that their desires may demand but you But you did not learn Christ in this way. If in fact you have really heard him and have been taught by him, just as truth is in Jesus revealed in his life and personified in him, that regarding your, listen to verse 22, Ephesians 4. That regarding your previous way of life, you put off your old self, completely discard your former nature, which is being corrupted through deceitfulness, no, through deceitful desires and becoming and be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, I love it, having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude and put on the new self, the regenerated and renewed nature created in God's image, God-like in the righteousness and holiness of the truth. Listen, living in a way that expresses to God your gratitude for your salvation. Amen. That's all that I'm talking about ever on this podcast. That's it. I ain't got no personal agendas. I don't have any other motives, but sticking to this word right here. I'm never condemning. I'm only exhorting and in some cases rebuking the brethren because we going the wrong way. This is what I'm I'm only all 
all of these episodes, count them. This is all the angle I'm coming from is this right here. For us to live in a way that expresses to God your gratitude for your salvation. Amen. That's not legalism. That's not heresy. That is expressing to the one who died and shed his blood for you, your gratitude. And we express it through the way in which we live. That's all I'm talking about. So I don't know what the problem is. Yeah, I do. I know the problem. Many don't want to obey. That's it. That's it. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, thank you for this time we have in fellowship with the brethren. Thank you that all that we may not understand, we can come to you. We we can most certainly come to you and ask for wisdom. And you will not berate us for coming to you to seek the truth. Christ Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Christ Jesus. Amen. And Father, according to Romans 6, verse 4, we have therefore been buried with him through baptism into death. So that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory and power of the Father, we too, we too, might walk habitually in newness of life, abandoning our old ways. Amen. I love that, Father. Hallowed be thy holy name. Father, I pray for the lost. That they hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and turn in repentance. Turn from a wicked, sinful lifestyle. May it be preached to them that the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of eternal life that we have received from you is only found in Christ Jesus. And that if their names are not found written in the Lamb's book of life, they will be thrown into the lake of fire forever for all of eternity. May they, may they also know that you are a God, the one true living God, who is gracious, who is kind, who is merciful, who is loving kindness. You love the world that you sent the Lord Jesus Christ and that who shall ever places their faith and trust and believe in him as Lord and Savior, they will receive eternal life and they will not perish. And that going forward, Christ Jesus says in John 8, 11, we are to go, comma, and sin no more. Now that we no longer face condemnation, 
because we walk not after the flesh, but that we walk by Holy Spirit being trained in sanctification. It's a beautiful thing, Father, sanctification. This is where this is where we get the world gutted out of us without complaint without us running to false teachers to affirm our foolishness and filthy way of living continuing even after coming to Christ Jesus. Mm-mm. Nope. And Father, we do pray and ask for wisdom. If there is anything we are teaching or exhorting that does not line up with your word, tell us. Say, no, that's not what I said. And we will back down and back off of it. Those things you have made plain to us, we are sticking to it like glue. Let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. That's biblical truth. That's a fact. And and it is not going anywhere. It's not coming out of the Bible. Uh-uh. I pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus that we stick to Jesus. Stick to Jesus and his word, his teaching alone. Thank you for sound doctrine. Thank you that we do have ears to ears to hear and eyes to see. Lord Jesus says before he comes, it's going to be like it was in the days of Noah, Noah and Lot. And we just know from the Bible what was all going down in those days. And it's looking like we right on track. May I leave your people with Romans 6, verses 6 to 14, Father. We know that our old self, our human nature without the Holy Spirit, was nailed to the cross with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For the person who has died with Christ has been freed from the power of sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live together with him because we know the self-evident truth that Christ, having been raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has power over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin, ending its power and paying the sinner's debt once and for all. And the life that he lives, he lives to glorify God and unbroken fellowship with him. Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin and your relationship to it broken but alive to God in unbroken fellowship with him in Christ Jesus. Amen. Verse 12. Therefore, do not let sin reign 
in your mortal body so that you obey its lusts and passions. Do not go on offering members of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but offer yourselves to God in a decisive act as those alive raised from the dead to a new life and your members all of your abilities sanctified set apart as instruments of righteousness yielded to god verse 14 romans 6 for sin will no longer be a master over you since you are not under law as slaves but under unmerited grace as recipients of God's favor and mercy. Amen. Thank you for that, Father. Thank you. Oh, we are we are eternally grateful that sin is no longer our master. Our our fellowship, our relationship to it is broken. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, I pray that all of your children live out that biblical truth. Sin has no place, no authority, no mastery over the child of God. And if we and if we willfully sin, it is because we are downright disobedient. Have mercy. Forgive us, Father. May we stay and strive to stay on the way that leads to eternal life. Christ Jesus is the way. Bless your holy name, Father. I give you praise, honor, and all of my obedience. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, beloved. Repent and believe. Stop sinning and turn back to God. And Lord willing, until next time, I shall be speaking to you all soon. Let us praise the living true God. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.